Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Our first reference is Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 9. Revelation 3, 7 through 9. I read, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, these things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews and are not, but lie, indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet. And to know that I have loved you. Amazing God. I want to tag our meditation as open door hyphen the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. The one thing that just caught my attention is... Um, one way that God will prove to you, to the world, and to your detractors, those who hate God and so hate your gods, hate, your, hate you, and hate what you stand for, because they hate the God you serve. They hate the one you belong to. That's why the problems are there. Uh, I said one way that you see this demonstrated, or how God will prove to them rather that he loves you, he will deal with them. He will deal with them and that will signify or confirm to the world around you that you are special in the hand of God. Amazingly, that's exactly how I promised you sounded. He said, I, I, I will deal with all those who afflict you. Yeah. Then he says, I will save the limb. I will gather them who have been driven out. And I said, I will appoint them, these ones who are oppressed, I will appoint them for praise and faith. In every land where they have what? Been put to shame. So we see God dealing with your oppression through, by dealing with the oppressor. He says, see, I know your works. Your strength is small. But you have not denied my name. You have kept my word. And that's why I have set before you an open door. There is no stopping you. In the name of Jesus, there is no limiting you. In the name of Jesus, because you still trust in me. 
you kept my word. You've not denied my name. Though your strength cannot cope with the assignment vis-a-vis the challenges, but I've made you a supernatural winner in the name of Jesus. So with this in mind, I want us to open to 1 Peter chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. Praise the Lord. I read. I'll read 18 and 19. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Praise the Lord. Amazingly, it starts with knowing. Hello. If you own the whole world and you don't know, you behave like a slave. Hello. I think he's the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes that wrote. He said that there's an evil I've seen on earth. Someone, praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, say, this is for you. I know when you believe what you're saying, you know. If I look at him and I say, congratulations, uh, then I know something. You probably begin to think, what does he know that I don't know? But if I say, congratulations, you just say, well, okay, thank you. I say, be shake your friend. Because minimally, honest, in the name of Jesus, there'll be hundreds. Yeah, oh, I feel the fire. From this service, that things will change for. In the name of Jesus. I can also say thousands. But why do you say hundreds? Because as many thousands that will fit into hundred, God will not deny them. That's just the way it is. Hello, are you here with me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's start from the beginning of that verse. 18. Of this verse 18, please. Knowing. So it starts with knowing. If I have something I don't know, I will suffer like those who don't have. And what really bothers me is the fact that the best things in life are such things that have been prepared and concluded, but your actualizing them will depend on your knowing. That's the truth. So there is no excuse for your ignorance. No. You are expected to know. Because everything around you tells you you should know. Let me start by reminding us that Paul says, look, the first thing that really began to, I began to, I mean, first thing I began to do, the day I heard that finally you have given your life to Christ. Uh-huh. And now, the day I heard that you've given your life to Christ, and now you have this special love towards the brethren, I cease not. From the day I heard, from the day I heard, I cease not to give thanks for you. And that, it must have a lot to me. So from the day I know something, 
that God has done for me, then my thanksgiving will never stop. From the day I started to know, I was full with thanksgiving. So from the day I know that I've been chosen for something, even before I see the thing, hey, thanksgiving. From the day I know that my children are born again, even if I'm yet to see them since the story, thanksgiving. If I come from a family where we were no Christians and somebody just, come on, just whisper to me, your dad gave his life at a meeting yesterday. Thanksgiving for the rest of his life and mine together. Oh, oh. Somebody is, oh, I feel the fire. Somebody is learning the best way to actualize all that is yours. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer that God will grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. So now that you are here, my prayer that you have knowledge. Yeah, that's what Paul was saying there. In Ephesians 1, 15, down. <laughs> I pray that you have knowledge. Because now you are, look, you are part of the big deal now. But if you don't know, you'll be like you have nothing. You'll still be like you are like you are, you are, you are before. Seize not to give thanks for you. Making mention of my prayer that God will come to the spirit of wisdom and the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Why? So that you can begin to know the purpose. So that means that some can be Christians and not know the purpose all their lives. Now we begin to know the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Do you, know, do you know that the greatest, look, the beginning of failure is not to know your worth. Because you don't know yourself, your worth, then low self-worth will take over. And there's little anybody can do to help you except you break through the barrier of self-esteem. Low self-esteem. That's what makes the king to walk and the slave to ride low self-esteem and ignorance. So knowledge becomes key. Let me finish that post. And the exceeding greatness of his power towards me. Since I'm a believer, and then he went to describe this power. So he says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Come on. So in the body of Christ today, things have taken over. Everything is tied to things. Our service is tied to, I mean, are tied to things. Uh, 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 our thinking are tied to things and materials and position and things and hey. Talk of. You are not redeemed with things like silver or gold. He says, from your aimless conduct, that is, the life that was going nowhere, received by tradition from your father, given that he was comparing the Judaism, Judaism of the past, the people he was talking to, to now that they were Christians, he was telling them, look, come on. But you see, you didn't become here. You didn't get to where you are by what you can quantify. Judaism, you can say that a pigeon costs so much. A ram costs so much. How much did the blood of Jesus cost?
19. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now, I brought that again from the Old Testament that even when you are offering that to God, you brought what? I mean, you always will bring what had no blemish, what had no spot. You brought the best. But from this, you begin to look at, let me just pick some words because I want to talk on the blood of Jesus. And it looked like it's not by things corruptible, but by the precious blood. So the question is this. From this, the first thing you think is that what is important to him? What was it that was important to Peter, the writer? Was it things? Of all things on earth, Peter was saying there was one thing that was most important to me. And he, 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 he defined it or he described it. He qualified it by a word. Precious. My question is this. What is the most precious to you today? No, no, I mean, it's a question you answer for yourself. Though I'm a Christian, but what is most precious to you? For Peter, if it's got to do with Jesus and him crucified and resurrected, that was the most precious. Yep. Value. Most valuable. He will give up everything for this. So in my life, it is the blood of Jesus. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, that the most important topic in the Bible is the blood? And it's the blood of Jesus. Though in the Old Testament, it didn't come out to say Jesus. It says the blood of the lamb, the blood of the lamb, the blood of the goat, the blood of the pigeon. The blood is the blood. And from the time that man started expressing problem in the Garden of Eden, without the blood, God, God will always be outside the equation. Hello. Praise the Lord. Somebody says, do your research. The most important, the most important, the most important topic in heaven and on earth, in the kingdom of God, the blood of Jesus. And somebody has said, he said, no wonder, even the most primitive of, of all groups in the world, have, they all have something in common. What is it? Blood sacrifice. How be it in different areas, polluted and abused and no. But see, it was always a reminder that there is only one way to true life. Blood. And so for someone like Peter, you can take everything. Give me the blood. May my knowledge and my understanding and my admiration and my value for the blood never diminish. May nothing else take, take over. Yep. And that's how important it is. So for Peter now to say, precious, Kenneth Hagin started saying, he said, if you really want to understand the way the pressure, that word pressure worked there, then just a little exercise or a little question. What do you think will be the most precious thing to somebody dying of, of thirst? I mean, travel through the Sahara Desert and just somehow you pick them up right, in the truth of death. What do you think would be most precious to that person? Come on, somebody help me, help me. Water! What about the man that is dying of starvation? Malnutrition. And somehow you manage to just get there. What will you offer? Will you be offering the person one million dollars? You will hold the dollar and die. But what will be the immediate thing that the person will jump at? Food. Reminded of a small boy that, after service some years back, was brought in to meet us. And ah, he was looking very bad. 
were questioning him, who are you? Where are you from? We'll be about 14. From the east, he had come in and to meet someone and somehow they had tricked him. He was stranded. He'd been on the street for many days. And somebody just said, come with me. He scarcely could walk. While we were talking to him, I just perceived that ah, this guy is starving. Because he was groaning. So I said, can you get me something? He didn't hear us. The guy went and brought bread and Coke. Coke was very interesting. It was a dangerous thing to give at that time. The guy jumped at him. I mean, almost knocking him down. Stopped the bread in his mouth and was gulping down the cup. I had to take the cup, the bottle away from him. The Bible says, as the day panted after the water broke, so my soul longs. So you can see what defines precious. And that's what I brought to you today by the grace of God. So quickly, let me just look at one or two scriptures and then time will permit me. Uh, you. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Praise, 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 praise the Lord. Okay, 19. For he pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. Talking about Jesus. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through, come on, through what? Help me, help me, through what? Because here he says that you have not been redeemed, remember? You have not been redeemed by corruption. So I'm just trying to analyze redemption in a little way, just in a short form, before I leave here. Um, so how, how did he achieve that? The first thing he did, he worked out peace. How did we attain this peace? The blood of Jesus. So he today, and please, the letter that Peter wrote was not to unbelievers. Hello? It was for believers. So you are qualified. So if you apply what you are hearing today, it will work for you. I promise you. I don't know what is your trouble today. I don't know how much peace has been eluding you. I don't know what is robbing you of your peace. Can you just hear? The first thing Jesus did was to introduce peace. How did the peace come? Through his blood. So when time we shout the blood of Jesus, he's alluding to peace. He's provoking the peace that only God can give. A dear sister walked, came to me yesterday and we talked briefly for about some few minutes and after she left, after she has left, I could feel an atmosphere. I pick my phone and I call. I said, you are anxious. You are worried. Either angry or tending towards frustration. What's the problem? She kept quiet because it's the truth. I could design it. She had gone, but she left it. I said, you know what? Start pleading the blood of Jesus now. Don't try to understand what is going wrong or going right. Plead the blood of Jesus. Start pleading. The peace of God will move in. See, he worked out the peace that we never had with God by his blood. The blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and enemies 
in your mind by wicked works. Yet now he has what? Reconciled. So how did he, how did he work out this redemption? Pacifying and reconciliation. I don't know what you have lost. I don't know what is chaotic in your life. I speak peace. Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. I can't hear you. Tell the blood of Jesus. Come on, shout the blood of Jesus. Now we can understand why Paul will say, be anxious for nothing. Talking to believers who have been redeemed by the blood. But in all things with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make a request known unto God. Then what happens? The peace. <laughs> Of God that passes human understanding with garrison over your heart and mind. Remember, it says peace. He came, he pacified things. How? What's pacification? One, because you have wronged God through the law. Mm-hmm. He was talking to them. You could not pay that price. Jesus paid the price. And then, of course, that settled. The problem you have with the law. So that means that you have access to God through the blood of Jesus, not the blood of animals. I'll come to explain that very soon. And then again, what is if you go down to the book of Colossians, this reading down and then Ephesians, he said that apart from that blockage here, that was blockage here, he's a Jew keeping the law, he's a Gentile. So he removed the partition. So no more. There's peace. Then he removed the barrier. So together, there's peace. Hey, glory be to God in the highest. First John 1 7, quickly. First John 1 7, quickly, quickly. Thank you. Look at this. Let me talk on that one. So, how? He brought peace, he paid the price, and then he cleansed us, reconciled us, cleaning us. Come on. That's what the blood does. The blood of Jesus. Not the blood of animals, the blood of Jesus. First John 1 7. First John 1 7. But if you walk in the light as he is, who is in the light? Help me, help me, charge. If we walk in the light as Jesus is in the light, what happens? Come help me. We have what? With who? Aha. And what happens? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Come I can't hear you. Jesus Christ, his son, does what? Oh. Remember he was writing to believers in First Peter. This is to believers too. So if I'm walking in the light as he is in the light, remember in him was light and light was the light and life and the life was the light of man. And this light shines in the darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. Remember himself said that you are the light of the world and you are like sitting on a hill. So let your light so shine before man. So if I have this knowledge and I'm walking in the light, all I can with my little strength, said walking in the light. What does that do to me? I have fellowship. Not just with God, with people. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So it's pretty easy for me to be at peace. Not just with myself, with people. How do you define favor? When the ways of a man are pleasing to God, even his enemies will be his friend. See, there is so much about you that you are living untapped. Somebody shout, the blood of Jesus. So when I shout the blood of Jesus, there are things I'm thinking. These are the things I am thinking. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. That man resisted me, that one annoyed me. Everybody's, everybody's just getting on me. Everybody's like, the blood of Jesus, man. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. You will be able to relate with them. 
without animosity. In fact, with the love of Christ, that's unconditional. So when you are, when you are walking in the light, hello, what happens? We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses. You say, but I'm no more a sinner. What is it cleaning? See, because you don't understand. You think sin is only commission. There are many of omission. That man is mean to me. I will show him. Yet the Bible says, I don't let someone go down your route. A lot of times we are living a tit-for-tat life, whereas we are the embodiment of love. The Bible says, if you know what is right to do and you don't do it, it's a sin. You know it's right, but you refuse to do it. It's a sin. You say, this man is wicked to me. I'm going to show him wickedness back. Yeah. And yet you proclaim Christianity as it were. It's a sin. You don't need to sleep with a woman or a man before you commit a sin. You commit a sin right in your heart, even without. But when you are walking in the light, you, only don't, you, don't, you, don't, you just don't have fellowship as it were. You are continuously being cleansed. That's why the next verse is important. Give us one eight, eight, eight. And if we say that we have no sin, what? Help me, help me, help me, help me. And the truth is not in us. Hallelujah. I deny quickly, 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 quickly. If we confess our sins, uh-huh. and but the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all if we are walking in the light. And that's why I say a Christian cannot begin to plan and plot sin and say it's fine. It's not fine. If you are carried away or swept away, let God know that you are falling because you were not able to stand. But he always makes a way, anyway, of escape. So let it be a mistake for which you are repentant and you are cleansed. The moment you want to walk in the light by your own understanding or you will it, the Bible says cleansing begins to take place. At that point you can confess, hey, oh, and then please put it away from you. Because you are not a sinner anymore. You are not practicing sin. You mistakenly fell and it's hurting for you. Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 1. Look at this. For the law, having a shadow of the good things to come, verse 1, and not the very image of the things, can never, with this same sacrifice, which they offer continually year by year, make those who approach perfect. For then, for then would they not have ceased to be offered. You know what he's saying? Let me quickly analyze it. The Old Testament, the New Testament. The Old Testament has the animal, has the pigeon, the, 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 dog, the dove, the goat, the ram, you know, for sacrifice. The New Testament has only one. Come on, talk, 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 talk. Yeah. So those ones were demonstrating what the reality here will be. And every year... There is, there is a sacrifice. The high priest and the sacrifice will be made. He will first sacrifice for himself before the people because he himself was a sinner. Hello. And then even then, when he's entering the Holy of Holies, everybody is praying and waiting. And they are holding some rope here because if he dies there, because of his imperfection, he's a sinner too, but asking God for forgiveness. But here is the Lamb of God without blemish. He has never sinned. And by the time he was resurrected from the dead, he didn't need the high priest himself. The same sacrifice is the high priest. When Mary said, hey, he said, don't touch me. I'm yet to ascend to your father, my father. 
He was going to enter into the Holy of Holies with the blood of the sacrifice. So he took it right into the Holy of Holies. Glory be to God in the highest. And see, what you're going to read there is this. And what happens there, there on the other side, every year, your sin is atoned, covered. This power to sin is not removed. So you, you crave sins and fall. Covered. You crave sins and fall. Covered. You crave sins and fall. Covered. Sinful life is your normal, was your normal life. It will be wrong not to expect you to sin on the other side. For you not to sin, to say that the fish should not swim in water. In that place. But here, he does not atone. It's for the remission of sin. He wipes it out. He removes it. Your nature is changed. That one is, not, that one is covering. This one, he walks on your inside. Your, your desires change. Then he says, The seas of your life I will not remember again. So it's, it's not that it's just wiped out. Yes, it's good, but it's wiped out. But see, it's removed from your record permanently. Permanently. In, in heaven and on earth, nobody can hold you down by what happened before you were cleansed. The devil knows you can't be held down anymore. You see where it's totally an open door. There is therefore now no condemnation. That's what the blood of Jesus did. Remove the sin, remove the guilt, remove the shame, remove the condemnation. If you read further, if you read that, okay. Then, verse 1. Verse 1. For the Lord having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of things can never with this same sacrifice which you offer continually year by year make those, those sacrifices. Every beginning of the year, all of us come, we are going to eat ram in the house of Baba. Baba will kill ram every year. Baba is sacrifice. Baba is sacrificing. But it doesn't help. When it comes to Jesus, it's once for all sins, for all men, forever. Once. So when we shed the blood of Jesus, you see what we mean? Verse 2, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2. For then would they not have ceased to be offered for the worshippers have purified? Aha. We'll have no more. Help me. Can I hear you? I can hear you. This blood so deals with you, it opens heaven, makes God available to you, make, you, make the presence of God available to you. You are now sitting with Christ in the heavenly places. You who were slaves and enemies before... So, one, it opens heaven completely. It gives you access. You are now a son. You are no more a slave. You have the right of a son. You have authority. You have power. It does not matter where you were born or what you have done before. Now that you are born again, all things are passed away. All things have become new. If you mistakenly fell yesterday, get into his presence. He cleanses you. Is somebody hearing me? Then number two, he's worked on your conscience. Now you hate sin. You love Jesus. You love righteousness. Now you who are sinners, you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are not just righteous. You are his righteousness. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? 
and now you have no more consciousness of sin before you accepted Jesus as Lord you are guided by I may sin I may fall I may sin hey, I may fall I need element to cover now you are ruled by I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus there's boldness there's creativity in your heart we don't live our Christianity being afraid of falling we live our Christianity being bold of who we are that's why it's knowledge. The most precious thing to any believer is the blood of Jesus. I close. Why is it precious? I overcome by the blood of Jesus and the word of my testimony. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. I don't care the witch or the wizard. I don't care where they are meeting. The Bible says the blood of Jesus and the word of my testimony will overcome the devil. Now, let me go tell you about redeeming. Redeeming means purchasing. And if you read 1 John 1 7, if you read 1 John 4 4, he says, Come on, you are of God, little children. You are purchasing blood and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than that is in the world. You see, you don't belong. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. You are, see, your body is not yours. You are bought with a price. If you don't know, the devil will be playing games with you. So when I say, the blood of Jesus, these are the things that come to mind. Is somebody hearing me? I say, no matter where the devil and the concussion is being made, any sense of overwhelming, blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Even if you feel disturbed because of what you have done, you know what the God does? He says he speaks better than the blood of Abel. What does he do? He cries, mercy. So I say, the blood of Jesus, mercy. The blood of Jesus, cleansing. The blood of Jesus, reconciliation. The blood of Jesus, my conscience is made near. My guilt removed. My shame removed. I'm delivered from guilt, from shame, from condemnation, from sin. I'm not the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. So my creativities are the best. Fear is dealt with. Then now by the blood, I overcome. And by the word of my testimonies. What we gather in those days, as you. No, see, let, them, let the person come from anywhere. Let the power come anywhere. By the time we take authority in the name of Jesus, there is power. Uh, uh-huh. No, there's another one. You should sing. No, that's, that's, that is power, there is power, there is power in. There is power. We'll be dancing and we mean it. There is power. There is power in. There is power. Walking power. What? In the blood. There is power. There is. You will see them from assaulting. You will see them reversing. Because they had confidence and faith in the blood. Romans chapter 3 verse 5. See, we have faith in the blood that was shed. If you don't know what to have, how can you have faith? So when the blood, I say the blood, the blood. Our grandmother, our mothers, our grandmothers who were born again Christian, they say, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I hear some modern preachers say that. There's nothing like playing blood of the Bible. I say, what do you mean? If you don't know, keep quiet. It's in the book of Isaiah. He says, come, let us play together. And he's talking about his blood. It's a legal term. And what are we saying? It is done. So I bring the evidence. 
and the devil cannot deny. He died for me. He shed his blood for me. I am saved by the blood of Jesus. I have peace by the blood of Jesus. I have mercy by the blood of Jesus. I have overcome by the blood of Jesus. I see what it says there. Revelation 12, 11. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony and they did not love their lives unto death. Can you see the problem? By the time I'm spilling the blood, look, it's either the blood or nothing. The blood will not fill you. Is somebody hearing me? The blood will never, never fail you. You know what somebody said? He said there's no victory elsewhere. There's no victory outside the blood of Jesus. It's the blood that stamps and establishes your Christianity. The covenant to have. The knowledge of what to have in the blood will liberate you forever. But see... The, by the blood and the word of their testimony. So when we say the blood, it's not just the blood. What testimony do you have? What testimony do you have? Is your testimony of is it of the blood? If your testimony is the testimony, if your testimony is the testimony of the blood of Jesus, the devil will give you. Come over. They will move back. I can't give you my personal testimonies. I can't. But one day I will tell you. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. I know. I feel the fire right now, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody's doing it. Let me declare in the name of Jesus. Anyone after this service, go back and study because I'm just giving you sketches. Anyone after the service that will say, I will show you. From that day, they begin to show themselves in the name of Jesus. Hey! <laughs> so shall blood of Jesus. God demonstrated it in Egypt. After everything failed, he said, put the blood on the lintel. We shall see. From the moment the blood was introduced, Pharaoh was finished. But he didn't know. Slaves became the richest in, I mean, overnight. Those conceived, born in slavery, walked out for the first time as free men. Every sickness was healed. At the same time, in the homes of their oppressors, weeping and gnashing of teeth. At the same time, the same hand that sets you free destroys your enemies. That's the blood. Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. Remove the blood. There's no Christianity, ladies and gentlemen. You see why it is most precious to Peter. So my question again is, what is the most precious in your life? Is it fame? Is it Naira? Oh, pound and sterling. Oh, sex. Popularity. What's most precious in your life? That's it. That's it. That's it. So in my sleep, the blood of Jesus. In my travels, the blood of Jesus. When I feel pressured, I look here, look here, I say, ah, the blood of Jesus. I'm provoking the covenant. I'm telling, I believe in you. I believe in that which you have done on my behalf. Prove, he will prove himself. Somebody shout, the blood of Jesus. 
is the reason for our salvation. That's why the most wicked man will become the best evangelist the world has ever known. Someone shout the blood of Jesus. Shall we rise? We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.